You're listening to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast from Friday, May 3rd, 2019. On this week's episode, we have a special guest with us. Pastor David Hackney from Cedar City Church is at the table with us today. He, if you don't know, has been a church planting resident with us for the last 18 months. And just this past Sunday, we sent David and his family and a whole core group of people from the village to go plant Cedar City Church in Lebanon, Ohio. So this past weekend was emotional for us. We are uh, super excited, but also incredibly sad to say goodbye to some of our friends and family and and loved ones, Uh, but we're excited about what God is up to through them. And so we wanted to have David on to to talk about his story and his journey into church planting and what uh, the process has been like leading up to right now and also where they're at right now. Uh, what's their core group like? Uh, what opportunities they have in front of them? What's on their plate that they are working on? How can we support what they're doing? All of that. Uh, and then Matt and Michael and I will also share about what the process was like from our vantage point, uh, as well as some things that we learned along the way and all of that. So. Uh, One quick note before we jump into the conversation is that the audio this time is just really not that great, and that's my fault. I think what happened is our conversation was picked up by the built-in mic on the laptop instead of recorded through the the nicer USB mic that we had plugged in. Uh, So that's my bad, but I can't replicate the conversation that we had. Uh, So we're going to keep it as is, and hopefully you guys can follow along and glean some good stuff uh, from our time together. So... With all that said, if you would like some more information about the Village Church, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. And if you would like some information about Cedar City Church, you can find them online at cedarcitychurch.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope this is helpful. Enjoy. Scott, one of the pastors here of the village. With me today is. <laughs> My name is Michael. Thanks. Oh, no. okay. Next. <laughs> My name is Matt, one of the pastors of the village as well, as well as Michael is as well. As well. As well. As well. As well. <laughs> My name is David Hackney, and I am the pastor at Cedar City Church. What? what? Never heard of it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we'll get into. Introductions, I'll let Jazz um, in just a second so David can tell us who he is. But we've got to do our Snapple fact, but it's been so long we forgot to get a Snapple uh, by we and me and I for our <clears throat> episode today. So we have to ask Google for our Snapple fact. So see what she says. Give me a Snapple fact. Sure. Getting Snapple fact. Getting Snapple fact. Here's Snapple fact number 787. Oh, Black fingerprints. Everyone's tongue print is different. Try turning each fact into a trivia <laughs> question. I don't know what you guys gonna say. Try turning. Try turning to your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What if they identify people by their tongue print? There you go. To like put your. I, mean, I got fingerprints the other day. Not for anything sketchy. Uh, school board. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they yeah, use like it's <laughs> like that's glass, a normal thing to glass do. with like a laser visual thing or whatever. Yeah. So what do you feel like? <laughs> stick your tongue on a thing so they identify. Teeth records, fingerprints. There you go. And then your tongue. Boom. Never seen on the on the uh, SVU shows or long order stuff. Their tongue was removed so as to preserve their identity. <laughs> 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 oh, 
so we do have uh, someone who we were talking has not been on the podcast before. He's been in the room while we've recorded podcasts in the past, but he's not actually uh, shown up uh, audibly on podcasts before, and that's I made a clap for the background. Pastor, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. got a cameo. Yes. Um, so David Hackney is with us today, uh, pastor of Cedar City Church in Lebanon, Ohio. Um, would you just tell us about VR for those who don't know? Yeah, um, yeah, so that's crazy. I've been a resident here at the Village Church for 18 months, and this is my first official appearance. So, Woo-hoo. Uh, excited about that. Um, yeah, so we are planting a church in Lebanon, uh, Cedar City Church. Uh, we got a small group of about 20, uh, 22 people uh, that, that gather in my house currently. Uh, in Lebanon uh, to, to just worship the Lord and, and, and plant a church there. Uh, I have a beautiful wife, Renee. We've been married for going on 14 years <laughs> this July. Uh, Rhett, Renee, you better be tuning in and uh, excited about the fact that I know that. But, uh, <laughs> She's anyway, not listening. Not listening. Okay. <laughs> She's we probably have heard all this before. <laughs> we have three kids, uh, Reese and Dawson and Rosie. Um, and so yeah, uh, we're over in Lebanon. I'm from Middletown originally. Uh, spent some time up in Dark County near Greenville for about nine years pastoring a church up there, and uh, been on this church planting adventure for the last uh, two or three years. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, church planting. This is not an episode about. It is about church planting in some sense, but it's not about church planting in general. Uh, but before we talk about Cedar City and the village and how all this kind of happened, just want to chat about. Very briefly, church planting, um, and what it is and why it's a thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need first. Uh, he, Michael drew the short script. I mean, <laughs> basically when Jesus compels, um, by the Holy Spirit, uh, the church to, to be on mission, that is to, to grow, and as it grows, um, it organizes, and it organizes, you know, one universal church, but it shows up in, in a... A, a thousand different ways in local, you know, <laughs> representations of that church. And so as the church multiplied and as it went, you know, here, there, and everywhere, and from, you know, local uh, ancient Near East to the United States of America and everywhere in between, um, man, it was bodies of the body building people up and sending them out by the Spirit. And so that's that's what that is, right? Yeah. It's a model we see laid out for us in the New Testament, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Primary way, but I mean, when yeah, when when disciples are sent out to make more disciples, and when the Spirit allows that to happen, they yeah. organize, as we see in the Scripture, yeah. and they they are the church, and then they want to go mm-hmm. different places. Well, they they send out and do that again, over yeah. and over. That's that's why we're here. That's how this happens. Yeah, yeah. So how does the village play into church planting? Obviously, I can't story, but you guys want to flush that out a little bit? I think we're part of a network that we would say, gosh, like we care about it in general, but the network are part of Acts 29 would say primarily that they're about healthy churches planting healthy churches and so that's how we want to you know connect with that network and that's what we want to do once we see the Bible again and so um, Cedar City is kind of you know, like the fruit of us being a part of God's mission to do just that mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean that's simple but gosh like that's it right there yeah and we've said since the beginning that we want to be a Church planting, church plant, yeah, essentially. So like, yeah. that's just kind of always been part of our DNA. Yeah, and sometimes that looks like um, funding other churches. You know what I mean? Like funding yeah, the mission yeah. and yeah. give a, a tiny bit uh, of church planting money to X29 to plant churches in unreached places and all that. But mm-hmm. um, and we've 
come alongside many church plants over the years, and this is just the first one that, hey, we like in-house, you know, uh, invested in and sent out. So we hope to do that in a lot of different ways in the future. So. And with that, like when we planted, we weren't really sent out by another yeah. church. And gosh, we see the the health of being able to send out a church, like, and not that we know it all, but we able to kind of give and invest in what we feel God has given us. And so, gosh, we learned from maybe not experiencing mm-hmm. that gosh, all the more benefit to being able to do that. And it's been a privilege for us to be able to like, hopefully, as, as a parent would want their kid to be able to be better off than they were. It's kind of our same thing as, gosh, we are a church that is now 10 years old almost, but we definitely want to set our people we send out to be better. Yeah. So how did, uh, David, how did you come into this equation here at the, you said you were resident here for a while. Um, how did you come into this picture of church planting within the village and now, Cedar City with you. Yeah, so um, yeah, I was pastoring at, a, at an established church for uh, several years, and my goodness, I love the established church. There's so many good things um, that the established church is and does. Um, but but during kind of the end of my time up um, at that church, uh, and, and along the way, I've been learning a lot about church planting through what I was seeing happening here at the Village Church over the past nine years, and through some other friends who were church planters as well. Um, and so for me, um, after I resigned, I, I just began searching out, God, where do you want me to be? Uh, we, I remember we went down to St. Louis and interviewed uh, at, at the Journey Church down there. We interviewed at a church in Brookville, Ohio. And so we were just asking God, like, what do you want from us? Uh, along that same time, uh, Michael and I were having some conversations about church planting. Uh, you guys wanted to, to kick off a church planting residency. And so I began to kind of include that as part of my time as, uh, in prayer. And so through a lot of conversations, and I can tell you the, the place I was standing when Michael and I were on the phone, uh, and I just felt this overwhelming sense from the Holy Spirit to, to plant a church. Uh, there were some tears involved, and there was some like, okay, let's just do this. <laughs> uh, and so after that moment, like I went home and told Renee, hey, uh, if you'll join me in this, uh, let's go plant a church. Let's go to Hamilton. <laughs> so we packed up literally in a couple months. God opened a door for us to, to move into a parsonage here in Hamilton. And um, we started the church planting uh, residency uh, adventure. And, um, yeah, so it was just through the call of the Holy Spirit, through conversations, through me on the outside learning um, from, from church planters and from people in the 829 network. Uh, and then God just kind of in his timing um, bringing all that stuff together uh, in 2017, and so we uh, we took off and and moved here to Hamilton. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was so? Want to hear about what the process was like, and maybe like certainly from the residency side of things. So what was that like on your side to do the the actual residency? Maybe you can describe that a little bit. But then just personally, maybe for your family, like yeah. what was the process like? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like on the uh, the residency side, uh, it's it's taken different waves I'll call them like the first six or seven months I was getting to a new city getting our family to a new city getting established um, finding jobs um, fundraising uh, I was working an hour away for a while uh, in construction so uh, that just took a toll physically um, and, and then my wife wasn't working and so we're just trying to figure out how to make ends meet uh, so there was some you know some those are some good moments when you don't have all the answers and God like literally swoops in at the, the last moment and provides in different ways. Um, so God was gracious to us in those ways. Um, but as far as the residency is concerned, uh, the first six months were um, just getting integrated with village church life. Uh, we, we come from a very different church culture. 
Uh, so just trying to figure out what that looks like here, uh, being a part of ministries, becoming members here at the village, uh, joining a community group. And so we spent a lot of time just getting to know people and serving. Uh, but for the residency, it was a lot of uh, meeting with Michael, having uh, conversations weekly uh, based on the competencies through the A29 uh, network, uh, a lot of um, working through the A29 assessment process application. So that's like an extensive, that probably took me two months and I would work like hours every week uh, just to kind of get through that whole process so that we could be sent up to Minnesota and, uh, and work through some of those things. So yeah, the first six months were meetings, competencies, A29 stuff. From there, uh, because God gave us a, a city, um, we really began to just shift focus on how do we get over to uh, Lebanon. Mm-hmm. So when we got to Lebanon, I was able to change jobs um, and, uh, and just really begin to focus on what it looks like to, to know the people of Lebanon. So things shifted there from weekly meetings and competencies to like post-assessment and trying to flesh out what those objectives would look like to fulfill some of those 829 requirements and uh, really just getting to know our city and forming a people that would go with us and, uh, and plant the church. Yeah. So, yeah. What was that like for just your family kind of walking through that? I mean, yeah. uh, I know uh, a little bit <laughs> yeah. like, kind of walking with you, but like, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, it's been a faith journey. I mean, our lives are faith journeys, but like <laughs> very specifically uh, packing up. Um, we're, we're actually looking to move at the end of this month, so that'll be three moves in two years um, and that's two different I'm sorry three different school districts so we went from Ansonia school to Hamilton to Lebanon and so I actually saw a note in, in a book the other day that my daughter had written like earlier this year I don't remember all the words but it said something like we're moving again mm-hmm. and so she was you know she's had some moments of, uh, of, of lament as she um, just remembers her days back in Ansonia and, and just the tight-knit community there. Mm-hmm. And then moving here to, to Hamilton, building some relationships, and then moving to Lebanon. Uh, she loves it there, but it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting yeah. to think about the kid's perspective. And I always think about that as, as a parent. Like, yeah. what am I taking my kids through? Right. You know, what, what, what will yeah. their story be uh, when they get older and they tell the story of, of, of our life and a life on mission? But I, I love that from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just always just cognizant of the kids, but, um, yeah, so they, they would say, um, some days are like, man, I wish we could go back to Ansonia and just mm-hmm. be known by everybody. Um, but generally speaking, uh, we've tried our best to include them in, in talking about the mission and why we're moving and why we're planning churches. Um, so for the most part, um, man, I feel like they're, they're well loved by, by the village church, by our, our church. Uh, and they're really beginning to get integrated into the schools. And so there are some tough days for them, but overall, they're pretty adaptable and flexible. Yeah. Uh, now for Renee, it's been a journey for her too, just trying to get to know new people. I mean, that's a little bit more difficult as an adult, uh, I think, in general. Yeah. Um, and so just like getting plugged in here during the, during the residency and then building relationships, knowing that you're going to move in six months. Uh, and now trying to form new relationships, and so and then trying to keep some alive from when we lived up in Ansonia, mm-hmm. and so that's been challenging for her. Uh, it'll be good for her to get settled in this next year, and you know, yeah. um, just really plug in there and love it. So, makes sense. Yeah, so it's been up and down, joyful moments, stressful moments, uh, moments of what are we even doing? To this is great, we're meeting new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of ups and downs, but yeah. uh, just trying to remain faithful through all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, Matt, you alluded to the fact that we didn't have a sending church or churches, you know, when we planted the village. 
10 years ago. And so this whole process is, is new for us on both ends of things. Trying to out what it looks like. What's the process been like for you guys as you've been kind of walking through this, especially the two of you who were part of those conversations you know, before we officially launched? Like, yeah, just what, what has the process been like for you? Um, and like, I don't speak for you or whatever, but um, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, one want, no one wants Matt to speak. For. <laughs> It'll all be in puns. No, 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 whatever he's saying, he's saying, why be happy? It's been a privilege um, to know that, gosh, like David and his family, and now the score team, have, have, they're shouldering the lion's share of the work, but just in a small way to be able to like help offer you know, support, certainly prayer. It's been a privilege just to be invited into conversations that you guys are having, processing together. Um, I mean, it's just it's so fun to be a part of something that you believe has eternal value. Mm-hmm. Like, certainly we have it here at the village, and we're engaging in that. At the same time, to be able to say, gosh, even though we didn't have some of this, to offer, offer almost like a safety blanket in a way to some of that stuff. And I don't know if you see it like that or not, but like just to hopefully be able to say, gosh, like, man, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we felt like that a little bit. Um, like as much as we, Michael, I, you know, again, we'll speak for you, but we felt like God's calling to say, do this. And even specifically to Hamilton and all that, we had a, a, some people that joined with us, but it, it did feel kind of like lonely in the sense that when we talked to other pastors in the area, they didn't really have much faith in us. We were young. Certainly we didn't have all the answers, but, um, man, looking at this, it does feel like healthier and gosh, like that's exciting to, to see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think. Maybe it's important to say that you don't just, I, I don't think any church, and I'll say whether that's part of your church culture or not, um, you don't just like, hey, let's plant a church. Um, and so for us, that being a part of our culture from the very beginning, not only were we a church plant, and we didn't know what that looked like, and so we had a ton to learn so much, and so God's grace has been and more than sufficient, but... Um, but as I think I said on Sunday, like every time you, you plant a community group, we, we legitimately thought to ourselves, um, and we want to celebrate that because one day we'll send a church out. And those things that are difficult and those like, ah, I've enjoyed hanging out with this person for 18 months or this family. Uh, this is comfortable. This is the way that it was. And then, well, yeah, because of neighborhood shifts or group dynamic shifts or whatever, well, that breaks, and you, you don't see that person week to week. Like mm-hmm. knowing that when we when we did that, in lots of other ways as well, we were we were planting a church. Mm-hmm. We weren't, but we were we were showing people, hey, like you know, like Scott, you always say like gospel goodbyes, mm-hmm. but that's like a real thing, and that's so much of the culture. So much of planting a church is getting a culture that says no, that the mission goes forth, not at the expense of community, right? But um, but along with it, and so. I think then kind of a culmination, and it wasn't just Sunday or whatever, but this past Sunday, uh, man, like we get to do that, and we've been trained to know that that's the way the mission goes forward. So I think the culture piece is just as much part of the nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. or, or as important as the nuts and bolts. But then for us as a church, also having shifting ambitions to what we thought church planting would be like, mm-hmm. and whether we thought it would happen in year three, or we've seen other churches plant other churches, and gosh, we haven't done that, and what's our contribution, and pressures and, and then being relieved of those by the gospel that frees us to contribute and, and wait on the Lord. And Dave and I have been friends for, I don't know, a long, long time, 20 yeah. something years. I mean, we were friends before I had a perm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, and so, 
I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> I could like throw up the clip. Podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, and so our our ministries kind of walked alongside one another parallel until like, are we? This is like a real thing. We're really doing this. And then to that end, like the process, um, you know, the, there were seasons in terms of residency stuff that were tight. And hey, we want you know you to be. Uh, we want you to get it. We want you to be submerged in it. And we want you to own it. Well, what's it? Well, like whatever it looks like to to be a part of a church like this. And so um, some of that was tightened because of David's schedule and family dynamic. And a couple times we he was barely breathing at, at times for seasons. <laughs> and so we're not pressing hard in that. And so then it's more of support mm-hmm. and us, you know, maybe not as well as we should or whatever, but trying to just care for you. And so like it, it just has. I mean, nothing's been to a T like we thought that it would, but it's been sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. yeah, I would think that there are some residency programs that are just so tight-knit uh, with benchmarks and goals. Mm-hmm. And so there's been some moments where I wish there would have been a little bit more of that, like, mm-hmm. hey, preach once a quarter or, you know, make sure you're yeah. trekking. But when I look back on the entire experience, if it would not have been for the grace of God and the grace of you all in residency to give me space in the midst of figuring things out, I probably would not have made it through the residency. Mm-hmm. Um with all the things that were uh, were pressing, you know, mm-hmm. and so that was one of the that was one of the conditions for my assessment was like, dude, you need to learn how to rest. And so mm-hmm. I, as I look back, I'm thinking, if you guys would have asked much more of me, <laughs> uh, I would have been sunk. And so I'm thankful for your guys's uh, just real time assessment of where I was at in the journey and what I when I needed to be you know, spurred to do more, but even give me the grace and the flexibility to say, hey, dude, just let's not meet this week or let's take a little season and, and just let you love your family well and be present in your new community. So I appreciate you guys in that way. Yeah. Which is tough. And, and David and I talk about this. And, and one thing that we had was longevity. It wasn't like David was 24 with no ministry experience, you know, and which mm-hmm. that kind of allows for the flexibility. <clears throat> and so thinking what, man, what does it look like? You know, learn yeah. and grow, but um, what, like a, a, a default response could have been, well, then let's have you read three books on rest and write a paper, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, that's not helpful. And so it's, it's been good mm-hmm. for me to be flushed in, in yeah. those ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, gratitude, like, is a thing that mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. I, I think it's so easy for pastors in general probably, but I think our personalities that always looking for how we could do things differently or better or, aware hyper aware of like <laughs> the ways that we fail uh or ways that you know whatever like to actually step back and mm-hmm. like realize how god has carried us and brought us and grown yeah. us over 10 years to the point where we can do this and be part of something like that um and so it, it is like reorienting and offer some perspective that i think apart from that it's just easy to pass by and so and i think it's also challenging so it creates gratitude because it's like you step back and as we're chatting and meeting about stuff and it's like, oh, we have things to offer. Yeah. Like we, I think we actually have something to say to help make this happen. But then it's also challenging in the sense of, uh, and we talked about this last year, like as you're seeing, you know, you, David, with like, you know, hungry and passionate and you've got this like mm-hmm. small cool group vision and all this, it's like, geez, what if we were planting a church, you know, right now? Like the village weren't starting what hadn't started ten years ago, but we're starting that right now. Like, what what lenses would be would we be seeing all this stuff through? And so I think 
challenging in a good way in that sense as well, Re- reinvigorating a little bit, uh, but challenging, challenging like, gosh, like we do have stuff to offer and we've come this far, but also like where are we at? And, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's so easy to kind of over time drift without realizing it. And so, yeah, I think the process was like, yeah, it was encouraging, lots of gratitude. And I think it was also just a, a welcome refinement, um, you know, self-reflection as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, in general, and this open anybody, like just things that we learned through the process, any like, you know, obviously you were reading and, you know, <laughs> you know, just go on at stuff, you know, uh, but in terms of just like stepping back and looking at things and gosh, like, I think I, I walked away with this or realized this throughout the process, like any of that for any of you guys, um, that you just want to share. <clears throat> Um, man, in the process, like, I don't have much to say about, like, the actual process you went through in terms of learning here, just being a part of things, but I do think, like, to echo what Scott said, just to see them, and, like, I think we hope to really build into them, but gosh, like, I, I feel like, even talking to you today, David, like, you really build into us in certain ways, and just allowing us to see fresh, with fresh eyes, like you said, Scott, just like, man, like, as you consider mission 11, like, gosh, like, how are we doing that? And it almost takes you back to those beginning days. And it's just like, you kind of wish for that in some way. And sometimes I'm so thankful not to be at that stage. But um, I, I do think it's almost like we're in a way rebirthing the village. You know, we're sending you guys out. We even talked this Sunday about almost like in a way sending our church back out. And I think it's been just really helpful for me to watch you guys process huge chunks of your church that you really want to be a part of and engage in and you care about. And um, it's been like tougher than I expected to, to see go. Like I was excited for last Sunday. Then like, gosh, sending everyone out was like, that was, that was, that was tough. It, it's impactful. And, you know, we get to walk alongside people for so long and do ministry alongside you. And then all of a sudden we're not. Mm-hmm. And we know you're still doing that and carrying it on. We get to do it over here, but that, is, that was tougher than I thought. And so I don't know. It just, I feel like I'm getting off a little bit. But I did, I think it's a little more tied to it than I actually thought I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There's many things I learned. I'll just maybe share two. Two thoughts. One, uh, along this whole journey, I've kind of seen myself like as Abraham, just kind of set and sail and like, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'll follow you. I didn't know what that was going to entail a couple years ago, Mm. but just seeing the way, I mean, whether that's through uh, him giving us people, uh, a city, uh, houses, uh, even finances, like at at, at just precise time or relationships or... Male and female uh, servants. Male female servants. Hey, hey, I'll tell um, all those things. Like just set that sale. from the uh, official. <laughs> no, Abraham, get it. <laughs> There's a jump cut there. But just set and sail and saying, Lord, like really, whatever, wherever, whenever, however, um, we'll just follow. Like not blind faith, but trusting in the one that we were pursuing. Um, and just to to sit back now, two two years later, and say, Wow, like all of that has been. God leading and opening doors and closing doors. Um, and so just my faith has grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been able to use this experience to help out um, some y- younger brothers and sisters who, who may be struggling with, um, you know, faith or switching a job or, um, you know, taking a job that pays far less. Uh, I'm able to speak about what that can look like if, mm-hmm. if it's indeed God's will for their life. Yeah. You know? and so I've been able to encourage people in the faith just because of the experience I've been able to go through. But secondly, I would say, not so much I learned, but was, well, I've learned this, but more affirmed along the way is just like, if you're married and you're a church planter, like the importance of having your spouse 
uh, on board with, mm-hmm. with, with the vision, with the mission. I mean, there's been many times where I've needed her to just give me a word of encouragement. Um, I've needed her to, to pray with me, pray for me. Um, so she's been right there mm-hmm. involved, um, encouraging, uh, generous with, with my time. Like she lets me do a lot of things uh, that church planters need to do, uh, often outside the home, um, often her taking on extra responsibilities, but even her just joining the mission. You know, she's a, she's a big part of what we're doing at Cedar City. And so, uh, man, I just learned even more so as we go through life with our spouses, just what it means for them to be, you know, right there beside you uh, the entire way. And so uh, my love for my wife has grown much deeper uh, because of this journey we've been on together. So, yeah, it's good. Okay. Did I not answer that? What was the question? <laughs> what was the uh, sorry, Michael was uh, asleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he painted some eyeballs on his eyeballs. <laughs> he picked um, us out for a good three minutes. Uh, just what did yeah. you learn? Like not not necessarily like, through the maybe through sure. the process, but just big picture. Uh, I mean, I thought I think in some recent conversations with David and I, like not if we had it to do over, but probably more so like when we when we get it when when we have. It to do over uh, the second time around or whatever. Like, I'm not going back through the residence. Not going through the Cedar City has folded and uh, absolved. Let's try it again. <laughs> um, it was so much fun. But just thinking about whoever that might be, and maybe somebody listening to this, and somebody that's a part of the village right now, and maybe it's not, you know, or whatever. But just, I, I think part of what both Matt and Scott like alluded to, like the, the. Um, the passion that it kind of reverses, mm-hmm. and you know, like when we're not, when, well, I'll say me, when I'm not like building, then I get like, you know, like maybe it's a, a godly discontentment, and maybe it's just discontent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, like I think for me to have an outlet to revisit some of those early mm-hmm. thoughts with a little being maybe a little more informed, mm-hmm. then you know, like you said, Scott, you know, you weren't there prior to day one. Yeah. But we didn't know what the heck we were, like, when I say that, we, we really didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we had been a part of churches, but we didn't know what, I mean, just all of the stuff that we've learned in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. To, so to get to kind of say, all right, Dave, what does this look like knowing your gifts? And um, so uh, I think some of the sit down stuff for Dave and I was, man, we want to get you involved in the life of the village church. And so this is how we think about uh leadership and deacons and this is how we think about groups and this is how we think about eldership and these are these processes and and like really emphasizing the the structure mm-hmm. that um maybe by god's grace kind of wouldn't be the front end that would be the back end mm-hmm. of of a residency and maybe with someone younger it would, it would be different but uh how are you being a disciple mm-hmm. like that yeah. like it, i mean we'll take six months mm-hmm. What what are you like rhythms of your life rest work disciplines spiritual vitality mm-hmm. nothing it, it, nothing else matters if you're not healthy walking with the Lord and then okay well what does it look like to multiply disciples like and not some theory of not some philosophy of disciple making oh, yeah, like I read a book and no like how are you in your life multiplying disciples and then like once those things are are fruitful mm-hmm. okay well what does it look like to build the church. Yeah. And so I think for me that's just like, a, but but that's a healthy shift that I think our church will benefit mm-hmm. from. Um, just us as elders putting on new lenses, and so, yeah, I don't know, a whole, a whole lot more. And then I think just seeing God's faithfulness, 
um, the things that when you, you just can't believe when you're planting a church, certainly, but even uh, building a church, like, if we could just, I mean, how many times do you, if, if you don't say that loud, at least think, uh, if we could just. <laughs> if you could just turn your phone off. Adam Hanauer, you just call. I don't have time But, like, if, if we could just get past, if we could just have ten people, if we could just, a little more money, if we could just. And, and you just think, but then, like, in your experience particularly, um, gosh, stuff that's outside of our hands. Like, if we could just identify a city, right? And, and Dave and I had lunch in Lebanon, what, 18 months ago, and we're like, eh, I don't, you know, we'll, I don't know, some other places. And, and then, like, circle back around, and, okay, well, that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. You know, yeah, it's it. it is it? Renee, is it it? You know, and then to land and, and then to see when people part of the core group, like that was a, a like a draw, yeah. uh, and then okay, like that seems to be it. And then man, if we just had a handful of people, and then like you blink, and, like you you have a handful of people. If we just had if we just had twelve people, if we just had twenty people, and then the potential, which not hijacking what's going next, but like potential to say, gosh, you know, building pe- all those things, and it's like we had nothing to do with that, yeah. mm-hmm. other than just like yeah, here I am, we're doing this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. To see God show up and and we're better for that journey. If all that had been given to us, yeah. you know, an envelope with keys in it, then it just is not the same, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. You don't own it as much. Yeah. And I would I would comment on that too, as far as like, it's been a blessing and not a cursing, but like all the stuff that we've been able to take from the village church. Mm-hmm. There are some temptations to like just just take that and make that us without doing the work of sifting through, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, so we're in the process right now of hopefully sifting through the things that we've received from the village just so yeah. our people are well-versed in that so it doesn't yeah. just become something, you know, so we want to do the work of, of, of synthesizing that material and the work of like mm-hmm. that we've done in planting the church so that we own it uh, better and we can kind of communicate that better yeah. as well. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, we didn't have a sending church, but the Oaks, you know, up in Middletown, that, that was what we did. We yeah. took the stuff yeah. that they gave us and... Yeah. We used that for a while and tweaked it over time until we eventually said, okay, I think we can, I think we can form our own stuff, you know, like from our identity and our language and our context. And yeah, yeah, that's part of the thing. And that's, but that's such a huge gift. Like it was such a huge gift to have because yeah, on the front end of stuff, like it it is a ton of work. Where do you start? And so to have a place to begin is great. Um, Two things I learned that connects with what you're saying, Aaron, just like. Uh, and I remember having a conversation with you, and I think we were some couch or somewhere, like just talking about how, like God is planting a church. Like it's not, like it's not us. The village isn't planting a church. We get to be part of that process, but it's the Spirit that calls and leads and guides that. And so um, I just remember that. At least that I think for us, we're, I forget. I forget what we we're thinking about or what was where we were at in all these conversations. But just realizing that, like, man, we're not the ones that are going to make this happen um and not even david like it, it certainly requires you to do something right <laughs> but like but not even david could just make it happen yeah. um and so and i think that like defined even the process and how that went and maybe some of the you know better worse stuff like the being a little bit more hands-off and some things and all that just realizing that it is the spirit if he is if he has called you to do this if he is if he wants there to be you know cedar city church in Lebanon, ohio like He's going to make that happen. And so we get to come alongside God as he is doing that instead of us 
trying to make something happen, right? Which is always, you know, to allude to Abraham again. You know, you don't want to be Sarai that <laughs> just sort of makes something happen. Oh, like we're going to have a kid? Well, it's certainly not going to. So, like, you force something to happen and realize, mm-hmm. shoot, like that was a mistake. And the thing that you birth is, like, not exactly what God had intended, you know? Um, yeah, so I think that process was like, was the, that realization was helpful, mm-hmm. I think, for us, just as we were thinking about how do we go about doing this and all that. Um, I, mean, I think with that, like, as we think about multiplying converts mm-hmm. or disciples, mm-hmm. then take that up a notch to multiplying groups and take that up a notch to multiplying churches. Yeah. Like, God is doing that work, but you're right. We have to step out and say, I'm going to. Uh, communicate the gospel to somebody who doesn't know Jesus, or I'm Absolutely. going to uh, start a new group because I feel called to whatever, a, a group, a neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, a particular people group, or I'm going to plant a church yeah. somewhere because uh, that, that community lacks the gospel. And so it does, yeah. it does take intentionality. And so as, mm-hmm. as an encouragement to the listeners today, <laughs> uh, I would say be intentional about um, sharing the gospel with, with people um, and, and multiplying groups mm-hmm. for the glory of God and planting churches Mm-hmm. For the glory of God, it's yeah. God's working and us uh, being faithful and obedient. Yeah, if God's the one at work, you get to rest. You get to learn how to rest because God is the one at work. Mm-hmm. But you also get to be bold for Him as well because you can make a fool of yourself and not know exactly what. But if God wants it to happen, He'll take yeah. your foolishness yeah. or your you know sixty six percent on the test or you know like He'll take that and He'll do something with it. You know what I mean? Um, so we get to. We get to act and move and be bold because he's the one that's at work, and we get to rest because he's. And that's where, like, I think Christian living gets really fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I always tell our people, like, I want to hear stories of you getting rejected by somebody because you share the gospel. Like, I want, I want those stories in my life because that means that I'm actually going and and evangelizing people. Um, And so I think that's where things get fun, like asking crazy questions, (laughs) dreaming crazy things, Mm -hmm. uh, inviting people into what you're doing. Um, Yeah. You know, reaching out to the neighbor down the street that nobody likes. Like, I think that stuff's fun. It's a little intimidating here and there. Yeah. Uh, but it's the life of, of, of a faithful, yeah. faithful person, yeah. like on mission for God. So, Absolutely. It's fun stuff. Uh, the other thing, um, I don't know if it was a, a learning thing or an observation um, or whatever, but like, even just uh, Sunday, sending folks off, like, some people that I wouldn't have expected to respond that this way, like, we're just really excited. Like, they were encouraged by sending people away that were healthy, <laughs> that were contributing. You know, we sent group leaders and, you know, yeah. preachers, and we sent folks away um, that contribute here, that are healthy, that have been here since the very beginning of the church. And so, like, yeah, so there, there's, like, there's really no reason to do that. You know what I mean? Like, from a worldly perspective, like, there is, it, it is harmful to your own cause <laughs> and sense of survival, yeah. right? To send away people that add value to <laughs> your family or your group or your church or whatever. And so, um, so for people in the room, maybe who, gosh, like are just in a, a, a place of wanting to see some encouragement in life and uh, seeing the gospel, you know, take flesh in some different way to see a bunch of people send out another bunch of people to go do something because it's bigger than them. Yeah. And I think it's important at the cost of themselves. Like that's a, that is a witness and a testimony to, to God's work, like and and the gospel that is all about grace and other centeredness and the mission. You know, something bigger than ourselves. And so that was like an encouragement to people. Um, and I just like I love that. And I I guess I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. And so it, I think like it allowed me to 
God, like I, I need to have those lenses as well and realize like this is this is really a supernatural weird thing, like in the best way possible. And so just to celebrate that as not something that we did or that Cedar City did or whatever, but something that like not only God did, but He makes possible for that to be something that we rejoice and celebrate. Yes, with tears. I mean, I've, it's back with the kids, but I poked out several times, like <laughs> during yeah. the gathering Sunday. I'm like every time I was like getting over emotional or whatever, tearing up. But like, yeah, but it, it but it is something to just be so grateful for and thankful mm-hmm. for. Um, yeah. So. Cool. I mean, to that end, my mom having conversations, you know, not a part of the church or whatever, and like, well, what do you mean? Like to to explain, like, well, yeah, you know, this is what we're sending these people. What, what what do you mean? And I remember like you preached. I don't know, probably a year and a half ago, and like before things were maybe formalized or right on the front end. I remember like one of my kids being like. Dad, why why is he asking people to go to his church? <laughs> and it's like, well, like because like because at the end of the day, like we trust God to build his church. And like that that comes at a cost or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not doing that is a greater cost. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like it's it's been uh, humbling and just a you know, joy. Yeah. I mean it's been humbling for me to uh, be a part of this church and invite people to go with me, knowing that like there, there's gonna be a drop off for them. Like mm. they, like there's one of me. There's four elders here. There's a couple hundred, you know, believers here. Mm. There's like 13 adults with us. Like mm. they're gonna, they're sacrificing. They're giving. They're driving 30 to 40 mm. minutes to yeah. come to Lebanon. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice Absolutely. on their end. And so they know all these things. They've counted the cost. Uh, and so for me, it's humbling to see. Wow, yeah. God, you would give me. Give us 10, 12 people and their families that mm-hmm. would do all that for the sake of the mission of the gospel. Like, yeah, that's humbling and it's encouraging and it's life giving, you know, all the same. Yeah, so, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they have no idea what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. it'll be fun, they said. <laughs> Come this way, it'll be fun. How hard could it be? Encouraging, they said. Um, yeah, to maybe speak to that in terms of just kind of where things are right now, if you just give us a little update on where you're at. Al, if you want to share anything more about like your core group or you know what you've got in front of you, hopes, fears, challenges, opportunities. Yeah, yeah. so we had a few families from the village join us uh, early on in the process, which was really good. Uh, once we named Lebanon as a city, they uh, whether they live like halfway between Lebanon and Hamilton or they desired to kind of get away from the bigger city and get to a smaller city, uh, where some of them were actually from originally. Um, they jumped in. So a lot of them have been driving from Hamilton to Lebanon, which is about 35 minutes uh, every single week. Super faithful. I mean, like, I can't believe how faithful this group of people, they really are. Like, I would say 95% of the time they are there. Um, and that's just incredible to me. Uh, so we have people from the Village Church. Uh, we have people who live in Morrow, Monroe, Middletown, Hamilton, Lebanon, I mean, all over the map right now. But a few families are trying to, a couple families are trying to move into Lebanon. And so they're in that process uh, right now. So we're excited about that. Uh, but God did give us a family that is indigenous to Lebanon. And they've been a, kind of like a shot in the arm. They're, they're really uh, motivated with the gospel and prayer and evangelism. So that's been a huge help. Uh, and then like my mom jumped on board. Uh, a little while back, and she's awesome. been like our church mom now. That's what we call her. And so <laughs> she brings some good food, snacks, and uh, just encouragement to have her there. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so good stuff's happening there. Um, can you share a little bit about what's coming up? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, so what's coming up? Um, 
Yeah, so God placed us in a particular neighborhood. Um, it's in the downtown district of Lebanon, and uh, it's the most diverse neighborhood in the city. And so it has a, a fair amount um, of, of Hispanics and, and African Americans and whites and generally poor uh, as a population. Um, I think they used to call it, I won't say that. <laughs> 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 had a couple names for the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, but no, so we're in this neighborhood that God placed us in. <laughs> and there is a small church uh, plant that's just down the street. Uh, they have been in existence for about four years. And last year, their pastor, he died of cancer. So for the last year, they've been praying specifically for somebody to pastor that church. Uh, it just so happened that I met with the uh, with a pastor at the, the, the larger church that's the sending church. Um, and, and we begin talking and praying about what it might look like for us to merge churches. So currently, uh, we are in talks with merging our 22 people with their 25 people uh, and being one church. And so we're having talks right now about um, what that might look like, where they come from, where we come from. We're talking about bringing uh, both churches to the village one Sunday so they can kind of get a look at that. And then going to their church as well, their sending church. Uh, merging uh, budgets and uh, and they're even uh, providing a place for us to live, my family. So we're supposed to be moving in about two or three weeks from a late 1800s farmhouse that is ginormous uh, down to about a 700 foot duplex apartment. So, <laughs> so that'll be different for us. But like really, Renee's super excited about consolidating our goods and yeah, selling yeah. things and yeah. getting down there. So we're excited about what might be happening in the next couple months. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Talked about that. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, um, man, how can folks keep up to date with what's going on there? Um, keep in touch with you, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can check out, we have a brand new website that's in process, uh, www.cedarcitychurch.com. Uh, generally right now has our prospectus and a give link. Um, that's all that's on there right now, but we're working through some of those things as we might merge. Cool. Uh, so you can check us out there. We're on Facebook, and I think that's about it. Cool. So, yeah. Sweet. Uh, are you doing newsletter stuff anymore? Or... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can Is that uh, like a... Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to be on our newsletter list, you can uh, email me at dhack7 d h a c k seven at gmail.com. I generally send out a monthly newsletter. Uh, whether that's written or last month's was a video newsletter. So if you want to learn more and hear about what we're doing, uh, hit me up on email. Sweet. Uh, ways they can support you, obviously, like, yeah, giving and all that stuff is a huge yep. thing for you guys right now. What are some other ways that folks can support? Yeah, you uh, definitely if you would be praying for us for this. Uh, I mean, this is a big thing for us right now, uh, this potential merger. Uh, this is going to be happening over the next two or three months. I'm actually uh, preaching on May 5th uh, at that church, and then we're going to have a meeting on May 6th. So be praying for those meetings and gatherings. We're going to be just talking about a lot of different things and what that could look like. So be praying for us for that this summer. Um, if you live in the Lebanon area or know somebody in that area and you want to kind of let them know about us, I'd be happy to meet with anybody that you might send our way uh, to join us. And so please do that. And then, yeah, finally, uh, giving-wise, uh, you can go to our website again. Click on the give link. We are always looking for partners uh, in these early days of planting uh, to help us uh, fund the mission. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. Sweet. We have uh, Cedar City brought some um, prayer cards on Sunday, and we still have a stack of those on the Connect desk. Um, we had our groups all pray for you last night. And so, awesome. like, yeah, it was a 
good time just to ask questions and people were asking about stuff and excited about it and you prayed through all those things for you guys and so um, if you don't have one of those just take one throw on your fridge or you know put on your desk or whatever just as a reminder to be praying for what God's doing up there so uh, yeah I'm sure we'll have you back yeah. at some point might be able to do this a little more often um, yeah in the near future so we all have monster energy drinks or coca colas that's right I you can't see us but my Mexican coke so it's uh, just pure sugar hook <laughs> it to my veins <laughs> cool um, so David thanks for hanging out with us today Absolutely. and uh, looking forward yeah maybe having you back sometime for in sure. the future yeah. Chat, yeah. 18 months later I'll be there you go um Man, so heard about what's going on with Cedar City, um, where that's at. We want to, uh, Matt, Michael, and I talk about just where this leaves us um, as uh, the village church. I keep referring to the people that are left as the remnant, (laughs) 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 the remnant of the village. Um, So we just want to chat about what that means for us, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, about that on Sunday in a more intentional way and doing a a couple things a little bit different, um, just to help us refocus and get back to basics. And um, yeah, so I think we're excited about that. Um, But the next episode that we do, uh, we'll dig in a little bit more to that, maybe flesh that out, um, even after we have time to process with... (laughs) With ourselves on Sunday <laughs> and with our groups the following week and Plus all that. We're be thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. On Sunday, yes. um, no, but uh, yeah, so we're excited to, to talk more about that. Um, so yeah, that's what you can look forward to all in the next episode. Uh, hopefully, this was encouraging you guys, helpful in some way. If you have questions or whatever, um, reach out to us and certainly reach out to David and Cedar City um, if uh, you want to touch base with them or uh, want to help them in any way. Um, They would greatly appreciate it, and so would we. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We will see you next time. Peace.